welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and I am joined by a DJ, uh, actor, model, and producer. Uh, his latest single uh, is called Black Women. It came out, uh, I believe, on Inauguration Day. Uh, but he dropped a lot of music, a lot of songs in 2020. And uh, I'm looking forward to... Uh, Hearing from him about his passions, artistry, and why he does what he does. Uh, he's a resident DJ over at This Is It. Um, thank you very much, uh, Travi Trav, for joining me today. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> it's good. How are you? I'm great. That was one heck of an intro, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> Luckily, you spelled it out for me in your uh, in your uh, caption or in your description on Instagram. So, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, what have you been up to today so far? Well, uh, today I just uh, waking up after playing music uh, last night. I was uh, trying to type up this uh, article for Our Lives Magazine because I'm being featured in the magazine. So definitely I uh, want to get on get on that as soon as possibly, as well as I can. So that's what my uh, last Sunday is looking like at the moment. Cool. Um, <clears throat> awesome. Well, I appreciate you making time to talk to me uh, today. Um, no, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you a lot more, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, we've been talking about this episode for a while, so uh, I'm glad uh, <laughs> finally happening. So, yes. So, uh, Trav, what we talked about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talked love and fear, passion and creativity. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so, you, you know, you do a variety of creative outlets, and... Uh, we're going to talk about all of it, but usually where we start, uh, my first question is, uh, are you, are you like originally from Milwaukee? Like, did you grow up here? Grew up here. Yes. Uh, born and raised, uh, Ben Harbor, Michigan, actually a really small town. So, um, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah. Ben Harbor, Michigan. It was a small town. Um, 10,000 people actually. Then I moved here, uh, Milwaukee, um, to around 2014 uh, with, with family and everything, I decided to go to MHCC. And around that time, I personally was not into uh, DJing at all. I, I was not even close to even thinking about DJing, so to speak. I, I, I didn't know anything about it, but uh, I just knew that when every time I went to, um, after I came home from playing Yu-Gi-Oh with a bunch of friends, uh, family, we uh, all go to the bowling alley on Saturday night, and every song I requested from the DJ typically made everyone dance. Then one night, uh, the guy, like, you know, he pulled me to the side. He's like, you know, if you have a natural talent for making people dance, you probably should do something with that. Pretty awesome uh, that, you know, you had a knack for, you know, getting people grooving and entertaining uh, from a young age there so what did you uh what did you grow up listening to you know like what was kind of the role that music played in your life growing up that's a very good question and uh, this might come as a shocker to the most people but not it's not a huge shocker to anyone who knows me i grew up rock music i grew up uh, listening to corn at the young age I actually uh got a whooping from my great grandmother because uh, she's traditional and because I played that song in her house uh, she gave me a butt whooping for playing um, uh, Freak on a Leash because it was a cartoon music video and we were only allowed to watch cartoons at the time and um, 
I kind of turned up the music a little too loud. Got a whooping in the process. <laughs> so thank you, rock music. Gotcha. Um, what uh, started getting you into like more electronic stuff? Uh, that's another good question. I would say around 2013, I uh, definitely noticed a huge shift and uh, from the music I was uh, technically listening to. You have to understand from like 2008, 2009, 2010, a lot of rock music was going a lot more a faster pace, uh, like 120, 130 BPMs. And so I was like, you know, what's going on here? Why is music not so slow? Like he, we had with the uh, Lincoln Park era or the rap core era, with, uh, listening to like rap um, um, rock uh, era. That started to die down quickly. And just like your commercial uh, songs like Metro Station, Shake It, all those uh, rock songs that Typically, we're, uh, they're rock, but they're poppy at the same time. So I definitely saw a transition in music. Then we had songs um, by LMFAO, but the party rocking. Everyone wanted to be, uh, you know, dancing and doing a shuffle, which I had to learn for a couple of days. You were watching YouTube tutorials on how to do the shuffle because I thought that's pretty cool. And I was like, uh, I think to myself, like, what is this style of music and why is everyone going crazy over it? And this is during a big EDM boom in America. I mean, it's already, I'd imagine, so, like, popping in overseas. But, like, around the time, once the music started to uh, hit my uh, domain, I was got a lot more interested in it. And the song that sold me on, like, yes, electronic music is my lifestyle now was I was listening to, um, at the time we had Time Warner Music, and they had an electronic station on there, and the, this remix by Rehab, a DJ, he remixed uh, Rihanna's single, What Now? And that was the song for me that took me to like, okay, I'm interested in this style of music now. <laughs> awesome, that's killer. <clears throat> um, yeah, I remember like, yeah, like 10 years ago, yeah, like a lot of pop music was very electronic based and uh, mm -hmm. very um, explosive, you know, like Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, yes. Kesha, um, certainly. How did you kind of get started DJing? Like, uh, where did it all kind of begin from that point? Well, after uh, the DJ uh, told me that I had like a... I was um I have something going on. I probably should do something with it, mind you. As soon as he told me that, I just like <laughs> yeah, right. Laughed it off because yeah. I didn't believe that I'd be something like that. I didn't believe I would be the guy to control a crowd of hundreds of people because I'm not really necessarily known for being an extrovert. I was an introvert my entire life, so the idea of making someone else happy by me being me was like yeah, that's too much. But and I went to MATC in Milwaukee. Uh, I saw this little, because uh, they had job postings in their area. So I saw they, uh, they needed a wedding DJ. So I took it and I called the number and I was like, hi, um, I'm not really experienced in it. I'd like to learn more. And wedding DJing definitely was, I would say the hardest part of being a DJ. Outside of the lights, fixing everything up make sure the names of everyone's right, which I've gotten wrong one day because um, my first time uh, DJing or getting on the mic in front of thousands of people, I didn't know what to say. And luckily a guy who was with me, who was uh, coaching me, he knew everything to say because he's well more experienced. Granted, 
obviously. But yeah, wedding DJing is what got me into uh, playing music. Then um, a guy named Marcus Angel in a, a greater Milwaukee area, he saw me playing at on one of the lower clubs in Milwaukee, gave me a chance to uh, follow under his league. And I haven't looked back ever since, ever since he uh, let me, you know, uh, be part of his wing, uh, teaching me how I can create the, my style. Marcus has his style, but everyone knows a Trevi Trav set. And that definitely derives off of him. Like I'm, I'm the spinoff of a, a sitcom of his TV show. And, I'm, and I'll say that humbly and speaking. Sure. I got you, okay. Well, shout out to Marcus Angel. <clears throat> I'm kind of familiar with his work, but yeah, um, that's dope, that's awesome. Uh, I imagine that gave you the opportunity to like just get a lot more comfortable playing for a lot of people that are, there's less pressure than a wedding, it feels like, um, I don't know. The wedding uh, DJing is a shoot ton more pressure because you have a long list of things you have to accomplish. And with club DJing, you just play the music, of course, make yeah. sure the crowd is right, make sure no one leaves. Right. Like, it, it, everything is determined by what you do. So both uh, both have the ins and outs. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Describe a Travi Trav set for me. Oh, that's very easy. Uh, first thing first, I enjoy playing anything that has female vocals. So that can be hip hop, pop, EDM. I typically start off with uh, Megan Thee Stallion because she's absolutely the hottest entertainer at the very moment. And we want to keep that uh, flow going. So that will typically get any girl on the dance floor or any guy on the dance floor, if you may have you. And when the guys and the girls are drinking, then you got the uh, Brads and Chads coming in to want to dance behind them and buy them drinks. So my idea is to get the girls dancing so the guys can buy them drinks. So when they're buying drinks, bartenders are happy because they're getting tipped for those drinks. So Everyone is taken care of. Everything is in line and perfectly. I play the music, she gets on the dance floor, the guy comes in, he wants to uh, talk, dance with her, she wants a drink, he provides a drink, but our sender gets a tip of the deal, everyone's happy. <laughs> and then you get paid at the end of the day. Then I get paid at the end of the night, and that, and that my friend, is the circle of life. That's right, yeah, <laughs> love that. Um, how did you get in cahoots with uh, Tits, with This Is It? Well, that was actually a pretty amazing story. Like, at the time, I was not, uh, most of the clubs in Milwaukee didn't want to uh, book me, and that's just me being honest. And no shade or no tea to them. I, I thank them humbly for the experience. And I also knew in the back of my mind, I had to keep this mindset. Every no brings me closer to my yes. Every note of the club that gave me a note that we do not want your style of music or your perseverance or whatever you offer to uh, whatever you offer, we don't want it. So every club was saying that, then I went to this is it. They was the club that said yes. And ever since they uh, and I am humbly grateful for that club because that club established me as Trady Trap. No other club could and Milwaukee couldn't ever say that. And without that club. No, I would not have 
you know, stage presence. I want to be known internationally by a huge LGBT fan base and West Hollywood, if it wasn't for This Is It. Like that place, I mean, I was the rocket. They took the match and everything just ever since then. Humbly grateful for the experience. And I say uh, that to them humbly, like that is a uh, home away from home. And at the time when uh, 2018, going to 2019, you know, I didn't have anything. My house burned down. I uh, will gladly tell the story. I was homeless, uh, sleeping by the uh, one of the by the bridge on the south uh, on the south side, going by the uh, one of the seafood places over there. But yeah, I was homeless, and I uh, uh, I only thing I had was just uh, me being homeless, my MacBook, and an opportunity to like be more than what I am. And this is it gave me the opportunity to be more than what I am. And here I am, Travi Trav, DJ, and the acting is slowly progressing with the same perseverance. So I must say to thank, uh, to this is it, if you're watching, thank you, you saved my life. And hopefully the music that I play is saving somebody else's life. Oh, that's beautiful. That's really precious. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Um, I will gladly share the uh, story of my greatest, darkest moments of my life, because um, one thing that could let everyone know that everything that you see before you is real, yeah. real, and has never nothing been fabricated. Nothing over here has been earned through a silver spoon. Nothing has been uh, given. Everything that I had uh, was uh, uh, that was. And that I have my grasp, I had a vision, looked at my vision, and I didn't care who was in my way. I'm getting uh, getting to that uh, goal. Yeah. yeah, and like that's bold, like, and that's a very bold mindset. And it's hard to hold on to sometimes, especially when like, you know, you've been told no to so many times, but. Oh, yeah, it's, and it's, it is what it is, you know, uh, but I'm thankful for the no's because the no's brought me to, uh, closer to my yes. Absolutely. Yeah, and here you are, uh, killing it. So, um, yeah, besides uh, Tits, like, what are some other spots in Milwaukee you, you've enjoyed playing at? I've enjoyed, I've played at just about every spot except for 720. Um, granted, they, you, 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 we get it. And then there's uh, a place across the street from 720. So those, just those two spots. I haven't um, had a chance to play at. And I'm, um, again, I'm not at all worried about playing at those two spots, especially when I uh, see Lance Bass about to get ready to open up a club, a quote unquote, the biggest club in West Hollywood. That's where I want to go. As far as like a uh, club, like where none of the Milwaukee guys don't want to let me in, I'm okay with that because my vision is a lot much, much bigger than that. I want to play at the largest club. I want to play at the WrestleMania of uh, clubs in America, like the Super Bowl of clubs. Once you, once I get to that point, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. I um, my biggest reason for being in Milwaukee is, of course, this is it. And as as things continuously progress and get open, a lot more uh, things are being expanded on my horizon. But no matter what, no matter all the opportunities that be given to me. 
I can suddenly say that the thing that kept me down was me playing Yu-Gi-Oh! And going, and this is it. Everything else doesn't really care about. Because those, those two things kept me humble. I can uh, say that with all experience. And I would love to, uh, you know, trust me, I would love to play any other place. Any major, any like major uh, club in Milwaukee. I don't mind it at all. I think the music speaks for itself because if you ever heard the circle of life, my job is to make sure everyone gets what they need at the end of the night. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Going back to everyone getting taken care of. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> well, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your producing and the songs you've dropped. Um, <laughs> as far as songs, I was going to, uh, well, the, I created some reggaeton uh, tracks. Uh, which is, uh, I'm kind of sad of myself because two women from Venezuela came to This Is It one night and they wanted to hear reggaeton, but I did not get a chance to let them hear my reggaeton tracks, even though it was already sounding good to the uh, audience already. I forgot to play it when I was playing reggaeton. I was like, man, they are going to go home. They're going to go back home and I hear my song now. Dang it. Yeah. But yes, I made a track with a gentleman all the way from Antarctica, actually. Wow. <laughs> yeah uh someone who that, lives in antarctica <laughs> wow uh -huh. in like one of those like research bases or some shit mm -hmm. um and uh i have a friend in uh la he's doing a master in engineering um for this reggaeton track i mean i could have mastered and engineered it but i want uh someone else to do it i cannot continuously have the ear for my own music all the time i need someone else's ears and eyes and you know just those little things every producer uh, deals with. Yeah, so a reggae home track uh, is more so for the ladies. As you already know, the circle of life. <laughs> that's what that's what the music is all about. Um, and we're definitely having a music video in the makings for that uh, song as well. Hopefully we'll see that on the Billboard uh, High 100. Hopefully. Right. Oh yeah. Right. Ladies, this is your job. Once the song drop, support the local artists. Put me on the Billboard. <laughs> You heard him. Yeah. And um, well, I, I'd love to take it back a little bit. So like, how yes. did you like, where did you get started with like producing? Like, how did that all kind of come into play? That all came into play around the same time I started DJing. Everything got thrown at me directly at the same time. Uh, when I was DJ, uh, wedding DJing, I knew a guy named Jeremiah Pop. And he was more so into trance music. And he had Ableton at the time. And it's a software that I used and I, that I love dearly. And we were both trying to make big room EDM. And we were both into like the, I will never play any other music. I love big room. No one's not going to stop me from playing this. Oh, and that slowly died really quickly. Like, nope, not all. Everyone likes big room EDM. And I cannot see myself playing that for one, two, three, four hours straight and expecting a full crowd. So that uh, opportunity uh, slowed down. However, me and him were both still into the idea of creating music. And our, uh, we did a song, Perfect, uh, this remix by Lady Gaga, Perfect Illusion together. That was when I really got into like producing. And after that, uh, I just steered off into my own direction. I uh, wanted to create more than just like dance music. I wanted to create, you know, hip hop, you know, uh, reggaeton, and more so uh, like a lot of genres of music because I feel like I'm 
and they are say genre fluid. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, definitely feel as if I um, I wanted my hands in all styles of music, and a few DJs actually uh, feel uh, one of the DJs, the touring DJ for Pink, he told me like in the process of me doing multiple genres of music, you're gonna have uh, it's not really healthy thing because you're not you don't have a niche uh, group. And I was like, you're absolutely right. I may not have a niche group, but you know, I I don't like being in one spot. Yeah. I don't yeah. like being in one spot. And I hope that anyone who's listening to my music in Sydney, Australia, um, they love it. And that, that I say Sydney, Australia, because that's the place where uh, everyone's enjoying an acid house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, awesome. Well, no, I like that because you're not putting yourself in a box. You, there's so much more that could be a Travi Trab beat, um, you know, just because you're you grab from so many different influences, and that's the best way to be as a creative. Mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, yeah, you dropped like a number of songs last year. Uh, I think the first one I found was uh, "Till the Sun Comes Down." Goes down. <laughs> yes. So uh, that was an Asset House track. I love Acid House. That is my uh, dear genre of music. Big shout out to DJ Pierre, the creator of Acid House. Huge shout out to him. He's an amazing guy. When I heard that song, I just, you know, wanted to bring like an old 90s style of Acid House, of course, with a lot more bass because, you know, we love bass in today's era. Yeah. Uh, definitely, uh, as I said before, I love female vocals. And just something about a female uh, singing on a dance record that just like puts me in the mood uh, to like uh, dance and everything. So that on top of acid, on top of a fat kick, on top of heavy bass, like you love it. I love acid house, and I mean it is my it is the niche genre. I uh, guessing that's what everyone loves me for more acid houses coming so anyone who's wondering yes i made a few reggaeton tracks yes i made a track with the uh vice president because i you know she's dope and everything uh i will be making more acid house tracks don't worry the summer's almost here everyone right yeah so i guarantee you the next few tracks will be some bangers my promise to you I'm about it. I, I believe you. I've had a lot of fun with your your music the last couple of times, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, tell oh, yeah. me about tell me about all my friends still listen to techno. Okay, <laughs> so that track um, that was uh, I I literally just threw that uh, track into like in the mix, and I think that's uh, uh, one of those tracks that's like really stuck out for some some strange reasons. I was uh, in um, splice.com listening to, to regular sounds because they have you like with a lot of samples. And so I heard this percussion sound, like sound like a pipe uh, hitting against a uh, concrete or something. I was like, that's different. And so I uh, turned it into like, and turned it into a different key. Of course you get that sound. And so, like, I, that was it, the, uh, that pipe sound. And as far as all my friends listen to techno, uh, we all love Eminem. Big shout out to one deep, if not the best rapper alive. 
uh, I saw that there's uh, on Splice a well, uh, something to all my friends to listen to techno. So I was like, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, let me just use that and the pipe sound. And there you have it. There's those two elements. And of course, the piano uh, was the uh, core given one piano that most popular uh, keyboard used in dance music from the 80s and 90s. If you do not know what a core given one piano is, please, ladies and gents, or children of all ages, Google is free. <laughs> Google the instrument that defined a genre of dance music. Yes, go do that. Um, go do that. Uh, and then there was a uh, luchadora. Tell me about that one. Okay, luchadora. Uh, okay, so splice.com, as as we know, um, has a lot of sound banks, a lot of presets, a lot of uh, acapellas. And as I say, I'm a guy who loves a female vocalist. So that song was, uh, I just took that song, or not, not the song, but took that, that one piece apart of the other acapella i found out what key was in and everything else was just uh that i just based this entire song off the uh what key was in so that doom 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 it was all in it uh and and her key i believe it's in a key of f deposit then the acid i had to create myself a kick bass clap you know i kept i keep it short and simple for everybody but most importantly, it's, it's all about the vocals. What does Uchidora mean? What does that mean? Okay, I believe it's uh, a strong uh, uh, wrestler. It's a female wrestler. Let's, uh, let me do my Googles just as well. Uh, I actually had uh, asked a couple of my friends, uh, what does Uchidora mean? And I'm more concerned as a meaning uh, like a strong female wrestler. So everyone who's watching this right now, that's, yes, I am very 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 not a luchadora but i love her so yes <laughs> and yes as i said a fighter so uh female wrestler uh what uh someone a female who's strong and capable of taking on challenges so uh yeah ladies i make music for you i'm uplifting you we love a strong woman we love Absolutely. a woman who fights oh yeah well uh that all being said, so so you you said you got some reggaeton, uh, you got some bangers up in up in the works. So uh, in the next couple of months, uh, what can the people expect? Well, in the next couple of months, I'll be uh, not only just creating music, but I'll, um, another film is being dropped. It's called The Dark of the Day. Uh, I play a guy named Siri, and then there's uh, uh, I'm a cameo appearance in a movie in Chicago, cool. and then. Um, at the end of this month, I go filming in St. Louis, my uh, home, another home away from home. So I try to get on a lot more movies and still have time to make sure everyone gets some music out of me. I haven't forgot to everyone internationally listening. Trappy Trap, having forgotten you, I'm still going to give you all your acid. I know that we had a long, this is our first quarter. You're going to start the second quarter right now. I got you on the acid. I promise you. More acid house is coming. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll take all that you can get. I love all kinds of house, but yeah, I love mm -hmm. acid house. So. I want to uh, say to everyone listening to acid house, thank you all. We uh, on Spotify, we hit, um, we we're cracking up to the hundred thousand views on all the acid house songs that I created for last year. 
I didn't realize that you guys loved Acid House that much. And uh, I humbly thank you all so, so much because, you know, it's my genre of music that I love this much. And I'm glad I'm able to share with you all. And again, more is coming. A lot more vocals, a lot more of the, you know, wow, 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 all that good stuff. All coming for your ears. Oh, yeah. Dope. <clears throat> I love it. I love the enthusiasm. Uh, <laughs> so where did acting kind of all begin with you? Like, I, like, I'd love to hear more about your acting career. Okay, so acting was, again, just like DJing, a complete accident. When I was in eighth grade, um, at the time, I was uh, uh, living humbly with, uh, with my mom at the time. I was in gym class and my gym teacher was like, you know what, Travis, you have a really nice personality. I'm gonna see, uh, be an actor one day. I laughed at him just as well because of my circumstances, me living in not, not the most um, opportunity given city. I felt as if I wasn't capable of being an actor. And I think that's the most, one of the most regrettable things that I could have done to myself. And I think a more young black youth should not have that mindset like I had because I probably would have been in films a lot more earlier in my life if I did not have that little mindset. So I just brushed it off. I was like, yeah, right. And, and then he's like, no, I'm being serious. You have something. I'm going to see you in a red carpet one day. Long then take it back to 2020, COVID hit. I did not have any DJ gigs lined up. I was horrified. I was so hurt when I found out that everything was done. Life was done. I uh, went to Facebook and a friend of mine posted an email uh, uh, giving this guy a like a a read of a script that uh, he was uh, going for like a short Milwaukee movie. So I uh, gave him my uh, intake on the character. They let me play the character. That was my first time ever being in a movie. That quickly, uh, just me doing, having the determination to do something different. And so I played the character and that um, movie was called Circumstances 2. Ironically enough, it became the number one most popular watched movie on not only Amazon Prime, but to the TV. I was like, get the heck out of here. I'm like, I've never been in a film before. And my very first film is like the one of the most popular TV uh, crime movies, beating Samuel Jackson. I'm like, me? Beat Samuel Jackson? What? Like, wow. come on. <laughs> I'm just a Yu-Gi-Oh player. I'm not, I'm not a like legit actor. I, I play card games for Christ's sakes. But yes, that was my very first movie. Um, I'm big shout outs to the director of Swift Motions Productions for allowing me to do something different. That was my first movie. And ever since then, uh, to the moon, like uh, the stonks. <laughs> right, yeah, the stonks, yeah. Well, that's so exciting. That's Hey, it sounds like, you know, you really found some uh, some silver linings uh, since quarantine, like, you know, the opportunities started falling in your lap. And uh, that's that's awesome. That's exciting. 
I wouldn't say uh, they would fall. They fell into my lap. I was more so like I tried to put myself in positions to get myself lucky. I think uh, not only just me, uh, more everyone can do that. That's like put ourselves in positions to get ourselves lucky. There's no such thing as magical luck like a lottery ticket. You know, it's more so putting yourself in a position to be lucky. Gotcha. So, you know, um, I uh, think that's a, a concept that I try to uh, apply every day, like put myself in a position to get lucky, like put myself in a position to, to, to get the yes out of the next person, despite the 20 no's that was given to me in the past. You know, it just takes one moment, yeah. one video, one yes, one instant where your life can change forever. It's exciting that your life is changing so much and it's exciting that, you know, like, it sounds like, you know, your past experiences and, you know, times when things weren't doing so hot, you've really like turned tragedy into triumph. I'm happy for you, you know, that uh, it's, uh, things are looking up and you, you really came from, uh, you know, some rough times to uh, be in really, to end up in really good times. So um, I so. think, I think Tupac said it the best. I'm the rose in the concrete. Mm, I like that. That's good. Well, Trav, I appreciate you being on the show today. Uh, no, I truly, truly appreciate you giving me the opportunity to be on your show. This is your show, and I'm just here along for the ride, man. And anytime I'm able to get on your show, it's a humbling experience for me. Awesome. Well, on our way out, as we're closing out, I uh, ask everyone the same two questions. Yes. First is, Trav, uh, what keeps you up at night? What keeps me up at night? Uh, I will say, um, me, I'm a huge procrastinator. Everyone, I hope you're shocked, but I love, I despise procrastinating, especially when I get on my phone and TikTok just calls my name. Yeah. I'm a procrastinator. I do not like it. But this is the uh, step one to recovery. I am a procrastinator. I'm a scroller myself, so I procrastinate too. Um, on the other hand, uh, what puts you to sleep? What puts me to sleep? Well, um, a nice lay. Um, yeah, uh, always helps. <laughs> and that always helps. Uh, me watching anime four in the morning after coming home from DJing, uh, Claymore specifically, that's my TV show. I believe that is the greatest anime sh TV show ever made, despite the fact that I only had one season. And uh, a nice dinner or late night snack would uh, put me to rest. Um, mostly the first one though. <laughs> right, right on. Well. Uh yeah, thank you again, dude, for being on the show. Uh, I excited to see uh, you keep growing, learning, and prospering, um, manifesting. Uh, I hope to be on this show for round two. Um, we'll do it in person eventually. I'll, that's even better. Oh, yeah. Right on. Um, for everyone watching, I'll be tagging Travi Trav, uh, his music, so you can check out his stuff. Uh, Black Women is the most recent song and video uh with kamala harris and uh i'll be tagging the link to that and 
stay tuned for uh, his acting roles. Go see him at This Is It. And uh, yeah, thanks for watching Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. Bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah.